0: Welcome to the H.U. Pirate Ship Podcast. What's up everybody? You can find us at www.hupirateship.com Where we talking about the Pirates It's year 5 and episode number 55 I'm your host Big Week Along with Hampton Knight from the HU Pirate Ship So a t is coming to the Big South Man, what do you think?
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay, alright I'm so oh, 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 god. All right, you know you know what's so I can't stop laughing. Oh oh. Okay. Yeah, we can we can we're god. gonna
0: dive into that man. That was a, a very. A a visceral reaction right there (laughs) Uh,
1: Beyond visceral
0: (laughs) Go ahead Oh man, yeah, so we're definitely going to talk about that Uh, But on this episode, we figured we would uh, reintroduce ourselves It's been quite some time We don't post as much as we used to For a whole host of reasons Which we'll get into some of them Um, We'll give some updates on pirate sports A lot of things have happened and then we'll just talk about a joining the Big South and then we'll just update folks on our experience with the Big South. So on recent podcasts, we've gone into that, but we'll just refresh on at least the results so far of the fall season and some going into this season, uh, spring season of 2020. So let's jump right into it. So Hampton Knight and myself, we've uh, we're both long standing uh, pirate fans and HBCU athletic fans. Our families have gone to uh, HBCUs, um, so we're quite steeped in that history and we're just huge fans of HBCUs ourselves. Uh, Myself, I graduated in 2000 with a computer science degree. Uh, When I was at Hampton, I attended every home football game and just about every uh, men's and women's uh, basketball game with my boys. So we we watched all the sports and we were into it. So I've been following ever since. Always been a fan, and uh, uh, plan on being a fan. So, um, how about you? What's your What's your quick story, you Hamptonite? Um, just like
1: you, you know, I'm pretty much going back about the same time. I graduated in 2001, broadcast journalism. I uh, had a lot of family that attended Hampton. Um, had a cousin who was the starting quarterback for four years. Had another cousin who was a, a pretty good defensive tackle. Uh, family goes back through HBCUs um, well over a century, i will say that so we're definitely steeped in it, both my parents, the Morehouse and Spellman, sister Spellman brother, you know, well, you know, it's always one brother always one family member doesn't go, but I got a ton of Howard, uh, Howard uh, <laughs> alums that are family members, same way with Norfolk State so uh, definitely steeped in HBCU uh, been to every home game since he- every Hampton home game since when I was enrolled at Hampton and then, and I get to go as, and I go to as many, you know, games now but you know, family and career and all that mess. Yeah, man, I was
0: uh talked to my grandmother, you know, frequently and um I didn't find out until I got to Hampton, but I I had family that uh was in Hampton back in the 1890s. I mean, it goes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yep. You know, it's weird. My grandmother had the same, same
1: thing. My grandmother's brother's, no, my grandmother's father, father's brother went to Hampton back in, I think, 19, 1907, man. And we're just like, what? Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it's interesting, man. That was yes. when it was
0: Hampton ham institute <laughs> <laughs> right so yeah man we are long uh hbcu supporters so we um, we love the culture so um so yeah man um yeah that's pretty much it so uh why haven't we posted in a while just life you know we, we're just in case anyone's interested you know we, we have similar paths right we both are married to women who are probably smarter than us. <laughs> I would say
1: definitely much smarter than us. <laughs> yep, yep. Just
0: both both professors. Um, uh, we both have uh, sons, young sons that are active yeah. and careers that are crazy. And so, yeah, yeah we got to attend to all that stuff first. And just in, in all honesty, um, since we moved to the Big South, just, you know, just the interest is Is not there (laughs) from a lot of counterparts. So we're trying to keep it going. But, you know, I think as the Big South uh, people get adjusted to that, then interest will hopefully come back in in the program and things surrounding it. So, you know, we'll bring it back as as we can. So um, we do enjoy the show and still enjoy the Pirates. So um, that's enough about us. So let's jump into Hampton Pirate sports. So, a couple updates. Um, Marrow, Jermaine Marrow, broke the all time scoring record uh, for men's basketball, past Rick Mahorn uh, against uh, UNC Asheville, the Bulldogs, a couple weeks ago. Um, so, during that game, he scored 2,421 points to pass Rick Mahorn. So, for all the young cats, Rick Mahorn, famous pirate, he played for the bad boy Pistons back in the 80s and 90s, so um, probably one of our most famous sports alums, still famous to this day. Catch him on like uh, NBA Radio on Sirius, um, you know, giving a lot of good opinions on sports. So uh, big story there. Women's basketball, they're playing uh, well. They're 14 and 10, 10 to five in the Big South. Nyla Young has been playing well uh, with a bunch of other players, but she's just been a surprise uh, coming out of nowhere. Um, she picking up the slack after uh, Charlisa Jenkins. Uh, got injured who's out for the year so ladies pirate basketball is playing well softballs had a great start they're five and one they've had some really good wins for over a and t uh gw and DePaul. so uh lady pirates are playing well for softball and then just football wise um uh robert prunty football coach he had a, a really good recruiting class you never know but it's always just helpful to go with the eye test and um on paper the guy the stats are 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 impressive and eye-popping about some of the measurables, so I think he's rebuilding the program, and uh, as he said, when he came in, the cover was kind of bare, so it's not as bare, so I think uh, we'll be in better shape uh, going forward, so that's pretty it, that's a, and, and did I miss anything from SportsWise, man? Oh
1: uh, no, no, I'll just kind of piggyback off of what you said. Uh, first thing I want to say with, uh, with Mero, uh, that's excellent company that, that he's in with. If you noticed, uh, Some of the people that he surpassed on that list, uh, you know, of course, Rick Mahorn, NBA player. Devin Green, who I think was third on the list. You know, he played for the Lakers, and he played, uh, you know, sporadically around the NBA and then a lot of times overseas. And there were a few other players who had... uh, Brief, uh, brief eras and within an uh, National Basketball Association. So that means to me that you know if he's beating play, if he scores more than guys that actually had you know some time in the NBA, you know that might be possible for uh, Jermaine Marrow. So two thousand four hundred twenty-one points, you know that is amazing. So hopefully we would get to see him, you know, lace it up somewhere, you know, um, uh, on an NBA hard quarter, you know, or Wherever he's going next year, as far as the um the men's basketball team, they're like one in eleven on the road. You know they re- they have not figured out how to win on the road. You know I think it's just a uh, it's a lot of I would say they don't. They haven't figured out how to gel with the um, gel so far, you know. Uh, ben Stanley has really been, you know, the man, you know, since Jermaine Merrill was injured for a good part of the season. So, you know, I just think that they basically got to find themselves um, come term- tournament time. As far as the women's basketball team, 14-10, and 10-5 in the Big South, you know, I think that puts them third. You know, they have a really good shot for them to, you know, actually win. So I'm re- – Willing to see Coach Six, you know, kind of, uh, you know, get over that third hump. You know, he's always in that one-two-three spot, you know, in the uh, Big South. And but my thing is though. Um, if this, I mean unfortunately if this was a Miac team we would be running rough shot over yeah, them so right, but right. we're not. You know, softball five and one, you know, with wins of A and T, George Washington, Deep and I think East East Carolina as well. So that is an excellent start for, you know, for that team. Angie Nicholson, she is really doing really well with that program. And you know, of course you got Monet Davis, you know, but you know, she is just one cog, you know, she's just the big name right now. And she's actually doing very well. So I'm really proud of her. As far as uh, football is concerned, when I say solid, that was a solid class that Coach Crumley brought in, you know. Even though if you look at box-to-row rankings, they ranked him eighth amongst HBCUs, I mean, I really think that, I mean, even though you cannot really tell, you know, how these recruits are going to end up, but if you look at some of these guys, you know, uh, they got the guy out of Phoebus, you know, Corey Wilson, who turned down a ton of of good programs you know he turned down uh, he turned down some uh, some um, some really good programs in the state of Virginia you know uh, UVA ODU you know just to stay um, close to home Um, I think there were some other programs that he had offers to then Keandre White you know that was a pretty good one Uh, Got a, a good long snapper. That's what we That's needed. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, Hemp has always been skipping on long snappers. You know, we had one, uh, Prunt, and Pronte's made a good uh, point to bring those guys in. Um, I do like the fact that we, and then, if you notice, we got a 6'9", 360-pound offensive lineman. A dude that used to play basketball. So. A late the only bloomer. only thing is, yeah, yeah, a late bloomer. But the only thing is, with guys like that, Normally guys that are like six, eight, six nine, you know, the, the big question is, you know, most football players say, or football guys say, is he mean? Right. You know, because they're kind of big, solid, soft, you know. But, <laughs> hope, you know, I mean, hopefully he got a mean streak in him. Um, but, you know, I think the biggest ones were, you know, the kid out of uh, Elijah Burris out of, uh, you know, North Carolina, he was uh, early commit, to, you know, to the Tar Heels. Then he chose the Pirates over Charlotte and Toledo. You know, that's huge. That's a pretty good three star pickup. You know, so mm-hmm. those are things that I'm really impressed with. And I'm just, uh, you know, all around, I think it's a, a it's, it's a good haul by Coach Prunty. And to be honest, you know, I just think that hopefully the the alumni, the fans could, you know, we all know that he's. And he's really recruiting, he's doing well we just gotta show the enthusiasm, you know, because a lot of us are, you know, still kinda mad at, you know, how the administration does this, how the athletic department does this, and it has nothing to do with the actual athletic team, so, you know, until we can settle the score, you know, and just get it, all get on one page, you know I wanna see, you know, this program really get the enthusiasm from us.
0: Yep, completely agree. Yeah, I think I think with this recruiting class, it'll it'll help uh, build on on what's been done. I mean, because also I, I'm sure, given how uh, DeAndre Francois, we didn't talk much about, at him at all, but he played in the Senior Bowl, one of the Hula Bowl. Um, so his it seems like his career has been, I won't say rejuvenated, but repaired at least, and he's on the right track to go pro. So. I'm sure that Coach Prunty is fielding all kinds of calls about guys wanting to uh, come back and kind of restart things back here. So <laughs> I think there's a, a couple more surprises to come on that front.
1: Hold on, hold on. Before we go further, Coach, listen, listen. I mean, I, we we love those guys, but, you know, I mean, and he knows it too that, you know, let's stick with our homegrown guys first. Let them build the foundation. And whoever wants to come in I'm under that, then you can add to the foundation. Almost like what uh, Belichick does in New England, you know. They basically set the foundation with the Patriot way, and then whoever comes in has to fit into that system. So that's what is doing, and that's what we want to see him do. And and David Six is um is that way. I think as far as Joiner, Joiner is like you know we're gonna find ourselves, and we always find ourselves tournament time. <laughs> so and I ask every every year for Joiner. You know sometimes they find themselves early, sometimes they find themselves late. But yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Like uh, you know with um football team, <clears throat> you put it together, it's really like a cake. And and the, the guys <laughs> that you recruit and build from a homegrown standpoint, that's the actual cake itself. And then yeah. you have some guys who are kind of the icing on the cake, guys that you've yeah. uh, brought in. Yeah. But the the transfers, the good ones, they're, they're like the flowers or the decorations on the cake. <laughs> like, you can't yeah. have a cake full of those guys, but you need them. So just, just key ones that can actually put the cake over the top is what... Is what you need to do. Is what we've seen work at, at this level. So I think that's what's what's going on with um, the way Prunty is doing things here. So I think we'll be okay. We're looking good. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So now on to the story of the hour, Hampton Knight. I mean, gosh, when we, we when we saw the news about A and T joining the Big South, we could say that we weren't surprised. Um, there've been some rumblings uh, for weeks about another team leaving. We we we. We knew A&T was on the radar. We just didn't know when or if they would pull the trigger. So we were surprised when it did happen. But we'd like to welcome (laughs) A&T to the Big South neighborhood, man. They're like your uh, cousins that move into the new neighborhood that you took a shot and moved to. So (laughs) (laughs) Luckily, we ain't all alone in this neighborhood. So welcome, A&T, man. Bring bring the bling the marching machine and all that stuff. So um, <laughs> <laughs> they announced that they'll join the Big South as full members in 2021. So they got one more year in the MiAC, year and a half, basically. Um, it's a good move for them, uh, I guess, from some standpoints. It puts them right in the middle of the Big South conference geographically. I mean, like High Point is like 15 minutes away. I mean, they are right in the middle of the conference. Um, so that'll help from that standpoint. Some uh, proximity um, will help them. Uh, One thing they need to do, they need to recruit bigger athletes in all sports, even football. Like, I know y'all been uh, juggernauts the past couple years, but things are starting to slide a little bit under Washington. But all the Big South squads are just slightly bigger, slightly more depth. Even though every now and then MEAC teams beat them, but week in and week out, you're going to need bigger and more athletes to compete. And you need to uh, improve your uh, social media Uh, um, composition and and just have more access to the team from a media standpoint. The good Big South programs have great media departments and social media um, presence. So you need that. Other thing, if you keep that um, Aggie pride going and you you have great fans, if they keep their interest high and with the short travels, I think they'll be okay from a support standpoint. I mean, I think we have a different dilemma. I mean, we're still on the fringe of the Big South. So and we haven't always been known for traveling well, so we have some uh, <laughs> some challenges there. But I think you guys are in a better better situated from that standpoint. And I think for us, it's a great move because uh, we ain't alone anymore. But um, I just <sighs> suspect that their fans will have some remorse, and we'll, we'll get into some of them re- some of those reasons shortly, man. So, any other welcome to the neighborhood messages for for A and Hamptonite?
1: Well, I'm just going to sit here and say this. Um, Definitely welcome, you know. um, (laughs) (laughs) I I, I mean, to be honest, uh, I think for us, you know, I think Hampton, you know, is what Malcolm X said, you know, that, you know, a lot of us, when we go to, we like to brag about, I'm the only one out here. I'm the only Negro at my job, you know, (laughs) yeah. I think Hampton, you know, when we left the MIAC, you know, we accepted, we took the full brunt of the scorn from HBCU America, literally, you know, we were cast out, we were, we would just call all kinds of destructive names, and you know, and it was, you know, at, at times it was hurtful, most of the times we just were, you know, because we were unsure ourselves of going. And then, um, but the thing is, let me go. Let me say this. Uh, let me say this clearly. We, I definitely want the Miac to flourish. I want to see the Miac flourish, you know, beautifully, you know, ethnically, all of this. You know, I, I personally hated to see, you know, us leave the Miac You know, I hated to see it because we're leaving the family. You know, same with A and T. But I understood the Miac for us and for A and T probably was not working, and so. But my thing is, I love to see how our pride, you know, uh, with other fellow... Um, family members, you know, just the spirit of unity, you know, all of this was a beautiful African slash black experience, you know, that culture, you know, it basically emanates, you know, out of, you know, Armstrong and, you know, Convocation Center and now Corbett's, you know, you know, you see it, you know, during the timeouts where the students and the crowds and the opposing fans, you know, this is an indescribable phenomenon, you know, it's what I would call an American You know, which I think a lot of HBCUs just did not value enough and I see other conferences value it and they want a little bit of that. So I just think we don't think of it in those terms. We just say, oh, man, this is bad. But we actually move. They value certain things that we do that we do not value. So that is one thing I would just say, you know, just based upon the MEAC. But as far as, you know, A&T, you know, um, it definitely, I would say, is a better fit for them. You know, just, you know, just like you said, geographically, you know. And the fact is of the matter is, you know, they not, they don't really have to go to the Delaware States anymore. Not saying Delaware State is bad, but, you know, Delaware State sometimes does not add any value because of the program. You know, they're not going to... Uh, They're not going down. I mean, well, FAMU is, they probably still will play FAMU, but, you know, geographically it helps their, you know, helps them, especially in the state of North Carolina, you know, and now just when we talked about recruiting bigger athletes in all sports, that is very necessary, you know, because a lot of the MEAC programs, let's just take basketball, you know, they recruit uh, the, either the lengthy player that, is not really a shooter, you know, they have a squad full of, you know, uh, slashers, you know. That's not going to work, you know. Big South, you know, they have, you know, they have pretty much the full gamut, you know, when it comes to basketball players. Like, when we play Campbell, case in point, they had a guy who was a four, but he could play the four, five, and the three, and he was a traditional back-to-basket type of player. You know, he could post you up, he could spin, but he can also take you to the uh, mid um, the free-throw line and hit a mid-range jumper, and he could dunk. So they have players that, you know, that aren't traditional MIAC players that you have to... That you have to uh, uh, account for. And as far as recruiting bigger athletes, I would say this. When we played Monmouth, their whole offensive line was gargantuan. Yep. Everybody was six five in uniform. There were no... Like you know, you might at an HBCU uh, offensive line, You might have a center that's six one, six foot, <laughs> two seventy or something like that. And you might have a guard who might be six three, and a tackle who might be six between six five, six four, maybe six eight. And everything is unproportioned. So can I wait. Can I just have we, one
0: one statement to that? One, I mean, that's perfectly sure. said. But I want to remind them sure. and everyone this year, the Big South won more. Playoff football games than the Miak has won in the past thirty years combined.
1: <clears throat> Do you hear that, Miak fan posters? Can y'all so stop talking this BS about <laughs> right. Big South ain't nothing? I mean, they they won playoff games more than the MEAC has won in what thirty years? Yeah. So stop that BS about. You know, that, oh, the Big South ain't nothing else. No, 25 years.
0: 25 years. 20,
1: 25. So, hold up. Are we sitting here um, talking about um, trying to big up the Big South because we're in the Big South and you no. guys are in the yeah no. 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 We're just saying stop that, that stupid talk about, well, the Big South ain't this, the Big South ain't that. The Big South... Clearly, is better than the MIAC. You know, we don't want to get into the technical um, aspects of it, but for what we see, bigger athletes. I mean, I mean, I mean. Okay, is is it comparable to the MIAC? There are some similarities, but bigger athletes, tight ends. They use tight ends. They use tight ends. Let me uh, one more time. They use <laughs> tight ends. Monmouth uses tight ends. Kennesaw State uses tight ends. And it is effective. They don't just spread you out and just have a bunch of five, six players, you know, that can run four twos <laughs> and that can't block on fields. They have legitimate players there that play in all aspects of the game. So this is one thing that a t will have to look for. But a you know, so they play a traditional style of football, you know, and I'm not saying that the MIAC does not. But, you know, a I would say, does, you know, they do, they, they kind of fit that Big South mode already. Basketball? No, they do not. No. I mean, they are a up and down team. And just like Hampton, when Hampton, you know, first started, you know, the Big South had to adjust to Hampton. And then when the Big South started adjusting to Hampton, they slowed the game down. And so for us, we had to figure out a way to speed it back up. So um, Joyner is still learning. And as far as for basketball, for us, for women's basketball, six, you know, definitely adjusted. So I do agree that the athletes are different in the Big, Sp- Big South than all sports. And so you have to, you know, re- in, improve your depth. Death. Um, as far as like uh, social, me- social media, Hampton, you know, I would say is probably close to the bottom before it got into the uh, Big South. Now you can see that on social on, on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, you know, they have a presence. So that helps. Um as far as support from the fans from the Aggies, you know, do not get discouraged. I don't say still come to the games. Yes, playing Charleston Southern isn't really that fun. <laughs> I mean but let's keep it real though. I mean for us, were you guys coming when we came? I mean, really? I mean, were you coming when Morgan was cutting was here? You know, so I mean, Morgan's not going to bring their band, so you know, would you still come? Would you still come if Delaware State came? So, what's the difference? Um, as far as uh, being it, you know, I would say that uh, yeah, we do have a little bit of remorse. That's my son, um, everybody.
0: Daddy. Yes. Hold, hold on.
1: Hold on. Daddy is working. Daddy is working. Daddy's working. As far as um as far as everything else, I would say that uh, everything pretty much works for us. Yep, Somewhat.
0: Uh, yep. Yep. It, it's uh, a work in progress, but yeah, we're, we're learning to work with <laughs> within the confines of the Big South. But I think, yeah, there's some of the things for A and T to expect as they join. So now, up next, we'll talk about our experiences big, from the Big South, and we'll begin with some words of perhaps my favorite, or one of my favorite Americans True. of all time, Malcolm X. It's just like when you got some coffee that's too black which means it's too strong. What you do?
1: You integrate it with cream. (laughs) You make it weak.
0: If you pour too much cream in, you won't even know you ever had coffee. It used to be hot, it becomes cool. It used to be strong; it becomes weak. It used to wake you up; now it'll put you to sleep. Cool. Yeah. So, I mean, so one thing I just wanted to, you know, well, we were actually wanted to just highlight from that clip is that, like, you know, to, you know, HBCUs are special. I mean, you know, we we choose HBCUs for a reason, and there's a culture associated with them, and I think we've got to protect that by all means. I don't think you lose that culture um, wholesale by going to a conference like the Big South. In fact, I've seen the opposite. I've seen like a renewed interest, and maybe in Hampton spirit—not necessarily sports related—but just we just seem to be uh, more enthusiastic about being at HBCU. Maybe it's just the adversity of going to the new conference. So I think we've been stronger from that standpoint, but. The shared experience, the shared bonds that you get when you go to other stadiums and talk trash and just feel like welcome, that's gone. And hopefully some of that will come back with with Ant. Um, but that shared experience is also part of the uh, whole HBCU experience. And hopefully uh, we don't lose what made that special. So hopefully we don't forget that we actually had coffee. <laughs> <laughs> well said, brother. Well said. Yeah, so on to the next. So you know, I'll, I'll keep this brief. I mean, Hampton knight you know, you've been bringing a fire on this as, as far as like you know the experiences. So just from things we've talked about, I mean, when we go to these games, or especially me since being in North Carolina, you know, i will send them text messages and chat about what it's like being at on the road, man. It's it's a it's a, it's a tough ch- it's it's tough. So. The bad. I think it's been uh, a difficult transition. Um, you know, um, it was it was uh, we weren't prepared and, you know, people don't like change, especially a change of this sort when you not prepared for it. And then when you come in, it's difficult. So uh, hasn't been a whole lot of winning championships. I think we got track championship. That's been been a huge plus for the team. <laughs> But you know, it's just run, a culture shock. Yeah. <laughs> and AT has a, a special track program, so that'll be a challenge too. So um just just the change and not winning and, and not winning a way we had been accustomed to has been difficult. Um the road games aren't fun at all. Uh I've gone to a lot of big South home games and it's just different. There's no uh malice, it's just not fun. Uh, put it like that. <laughs> it's just not so um, the the smack talk isn't there. Where uh, so, all folks are still trying to figure out who we are and why are we there? That's the way I, I feel. <laughs> <when I'm, laughs> yo, serious? Like <laughs> look at us like, what are you doing here? So uh, that's been a challenge as a, a fan traveling to some of these places. Atmospheres aren't the same. The bands don't have the same smack. The cheerleaders. Everything. It's just it's not the same from that perspective. Here's one thing that. It's been bugging me, and I know it's been bugging the programs and the referees. I'm trying to figure out what, the, if if it's, uh, try to uh, take a positive uh, uh, perspective on this. Like, the referees on the road are terrible, 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 terrible. But I have noticed, like, at home, they're not as bad. So I'm just wondering if they give the edge to the home team. But on the road, they've just been atrocious, atrocious to the Pirates. It's been hard to watch. You know, I'm sitting in those stands or watching on TV. It's a thing that they need to correct. Um, I also noticed that the black folks at some of these HBCUs, seen, uh, at the PWI, <laughs> man, they they seem it. They take a little extra pride in beating us, man. Uh, <laughs> Are we gonna talk about that one? Yeah, or that? they take a little pride, extra pride in beating us. That's been a uh, Shock, somewhat. Um, you know, I travel with some diehards that come to me with the game. They, they told me, man, flat out, I'm not going no more. They told me <clears throat> I'm not going to the Big South anymore. So I, I, I'm trying to work through that because I'm not going by myself. So my diehards, <clears throat> they said it, I'm not going anymore. So just as a... You know, living in the triangle down here in North Carolina and so many HBCUs, like, we still go to HBCU games. I mean, you know, St. Aug, even the D2 games. Yo, man, D2 games are dope, HBCUs, especially basketball. It's a whole different arena mm-hmm. when you go to those things. Those games are fun. And then a couple of weeks ago, I went to AT t Norfolk State game. I mean, that game was beautiful. I mean, it was everything that we used to. I mean, it was live. People were talking trash before the game started. DJs belting out music. Bands are rocking, you know. Um, fans are talking smack. I mean, people are friendly. It's, it's it's like everything I was used to. I was like, man, this is what I've been missing. Like, almost shed a tear, man. So, um, that's what I, I miss about the. Um, I mean, it's been it's been a tough transition from a fan perspective, at least from mine, man. What what do you think, Hampton Um, well, I'm just
1: gonna go into my bad first. Um, <laughs> yeah. well, first thing, you know, we thought that, you know, we figured we would experience some of this. Uh, I would say our differences, you know, uh, were definitely exposed. Uh, we had a situation, you know, that thanks, um, bank, bank, thanks to the Harvey machine, it didn't really get out there. You know, this was a situation with one of our soccer, our soccer program, had a, I would say, a very heated encounter with another university in the Big South, and it turned into a racial slur hurling fest where yeah. one side was doing this and, you know, this was what I would consider that the rest of our MEAC family, you know, would have been like, a, you see, I told you so, I I tell you that was gonna happen? See, <laughs> y'all shouldn't have went anyway. It was one of those things and, you know, I think that, you know, the Harvey machine, you know, the mafia machine, you know, quickly, you know, got a hold of that and, you know, and just covered it up, JFK style, whoa. yeah that was that could have been you know a very very you know harmful situation for us you know another thing was you know um um, this was kind of outside the Big South, but it does still go with the Big South. You know, the Alabama A&M team, when they played Northern Alabama at Northern Alabama, and the coaches were trying to go into the actual press box, you know, like the, the, the coordinators and all that as they were trying to go upstairs. A police officer was very hostile towards coaches yep. who had credentials, and... I think one of them almost about, was about to show
0: his gun to oh, he coach. put Oh, he put his hand on his you know, gun. He put he, his
1: hand on his pistol to an Alabama A&M coach. You know, and and it, these are the same um, police officers that, you know, they probably love the Northern Alabama players. Like, you go on out there, you know, K-1 <laughs> or K-Sean, you know. But we're going to shoot those. Yeah. Uh, Alabama and them guys, we don't whack them. We're kidding. But in all seriousness, seriousness, this happened. This was a Big South program. So when we played Northern Alabama at home, we didn't have any of the extra malice. We actually treated them professionally, you know, and none of that mess happened, you know. But yeah, these are some of the incidents that, you know, that happened, you know, that, you know, I would say you wouldn't expect it, but it happened, you know, and we're, I mean, the fans were kind of a little, you know. Well, the fans really didn't know too much about this stuff, but it happened. Uh, another thing was the Radford basketball game. You know, this was a probably one of the best games in the, B- uh, the Big South last year. It was our home game against Radford, and Radford. You know, this is funny. I didn't know that there was a lot of black folks that went to Radford. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah so, they are. Yeah, yeah. So this is the funny part. And if you if you watch recently. They moved the Radford HU game to ESPNU again, based upon this last game. But this is the wild part: was you know, you know, we really didn't show up for this game because we were like, who is Radford? But the Radford Black contingent showed up into our arena, and they they didn't take it over, but you could tell, you know, they were whooping it up, and so. It kind of, no, I'm not going to say it did not turn into no HBCU rivalry because we wouldn't allow it, but it was more like, who are these people? You know? <laughs> who, they got black folks? And they were whooping it up hard. But this is the thing, though. You know, this was not like, they tried the, I'm talking about the Radford contingent. They tried to act like this was NSU Hampton. No, it's not. No. No. That, to me, is the best HBCU basketball rivalry, you know, and because both teams really care about the basketball. And it wasn't that we didn't match their energy. It just was that we were kind of like, who are these people? What (laughs) What, do y'all want? And then the fact of the matter is they beat us on the overtime buzzer beater. And... You know, they were whooping it up like oh yeah, yeah. But you know, they're not a rival. You know, even though I we feel that okay, maybe the Big South is looking for a natural rival for Hampton. You know, maybe that but that has to happen organically. NSU, Howard, and A&T on basketball is an organic rivalry. You can feel NSU when they come. You know, the bands are playing, you know, there's a DJ, you know, the Greeks are stepping, the cheerleaders get out, have busted out fighting before. Like, <laughs> fight, fish fight, elbow. And then, I think they had a, they had a guy who used to do the, uh, MSU, I'm talking about. They used to got a guy who used to clean up the floor, named Peanut. He threw mop water on me. That was back <laughs> in, uh, mop water. Back in, I think, 99, yeah, 99, 2000. And <laughs> you talk about mad. But, you know, that's, that's organic you feel that you know you know it's like you know that and so I just kind of felt that you know that Radford came in there you ain't no HBCU I mean are we is Hampton and a t will we be judges of blackness absolutely not but you know you got to kind of earn that right to be a rival this is organic so let's see how you show up the next couple of years maybe we can work that out um just like we said um, with, you know, you said basically some of the worst, uh, the worst uh, behavior we saw is from the opposing black players, you know. Case in point, you know, Campbell's quarterback, you know, he was kind of, you know, whooping it up, you know, in front of everybody, you know, and it reminded me of, um, remember the movie Life, you know, yep. that guy, uh, hopping Bob, you know, he was, <laughs> he, and when, you um, when got uh, put in, it was like, you know, how long are you in? And Hoppin' Bob was like, he got the long ride, boss. You know, <laughs> <laughs> he's a guy, you know, they, they, they don't let a black guy with the with uh, the shotgun. With the shotgun, you know. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah. the, you know? the boss, you know, but he, you know, he's like always, you know, just itching and scratching. And I hate to say that about a dude, about a young brother, but he was whooping it up, you know. Yeah, it was it was special. Of big, it was, it was get extra. Out of
0: here. Yeah, yeah, it was
1: extra. It was extra. It was, take you out, take, get back to the ghetto. I'm not. He didn't say this, and we're not saying that he said it, but we've heard this, you know. Going back to the ghetto. Oh, ghetto school, y'all, are staying in meag. You know, are you serious? Yeah. Like, son, this is top HBCU. This is one of the best programs, you know, best universities, you know, for you know for students. You know, this ain't no ghetto school. You know, this is a, this, this, you know, our endowment is excellent. We have some, we we got satellites in space, you know, <laughs> we got a campus, So we have, we, you know, we have a center, we have a space center, you know, we, we, we have this, this is not no ghetto school. So Hop and Bob, all the Hop and Bobs out there. For these programs, I don't care if you Northern Alabama or Charleston Southern or Monmouth, Kennesaw State, all these kids stop being hopping Bobs out there. Get on the line, boss, one <laughs> of them, you know, because you, be yourself. Stop doing it. As far as the referees, yeah, the, ref, the calls have been bad, you know. And I've seen sometimes, you know, they – Really got like, you know, Coach Prunty, you know, even, you know, I know he wanted to say a few things, but they told you know, it's like, get back, get back. <laughs> Same way with Joyner and Six. So it's just like, I understand, you know, I, we see it too. We're fed up, you know, and we just don't like that, you know. I just think that, you know, our fans have been upset. You know, it just hasn't been, it hasn't worked for us. Like, there's been a few close games, like the, gardner web game and a charleston southern game where we played them you know this past year you know there was a ton of calls that didn't go our way that should have gone our way so those are things that have scared us you know not scared us has been you know made us a little melancholy as far as you know everything else atmosphere has been very boring you know these are schools i think that are still trying to find their identity and when they don't when They don't really have an identity, then, you know, it's like, how do you create one for them? You know, Hampton and A&T have identities, you know. Kennesaw State, even Kennesaw State now has an identity because it's a metro part of Atlanta. It's northern Atlanta, and the Kennesaw area is a very populated area, so they have a, a good population base. Monmouth. I would say, you know, they're still trying to figure it out. But even though they're, I would say, a pretty good program. So, you know, they have uh, programs that are, you know, are viable. But, you know, they're still trying to figure out who they are and what they are. So that's pretty much bad for me, man.
0: Yeah, man. So what about the good? So it's the, the, the good list is much shorter. So uh, uh, ESPN Plus, man, the, the games are extremely available. So you can watch... Any pr- pretty much any any contest on ESPN Plus production is getting much better, so the team is very accessible. If you can't make it to the stadium, home or away, so that that's a huge plus. Uh, uh, let's see more social media and better access, just as a league, uh, not necessarily for Hampton, but as a league, uh, Big South does a lot more. What to say like vignettes, vignettes of players and coaches and. Yeah. <laughs> Just give you some insight on how things work. Uh, Miac doesn't do that at all. Um, so uh, much better media presence and more media savvy as a conference. And my, I guess, who knows what the books say, but I'm going to assume that A&T and Howard uh, and Hampton, sorry, have been had some conversations and Hampton showed A&T some kind of numbers and A&T was like, bet, we out. So... I'm going to hope that it's working out financially. <laughs> you know, Hampton showed some numbers. AT was like, word? Okay, let's go. So I'm going to assume that it's working out financially uh, for Hampton. That's, uh, That's all I got, man. That's all I got. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. A uh, and T's chancellor and you know the A D Earl man probably like called Harvey and um, Eugene up and it was they probably said, man, what the bread looking like over there? <laughs> <laughs> and Harvey said, oh, we. He said, oh, we, you know, our belly on swole right now. <laughs> and they said, they said, and then so Harvey was like, how you liking that uh, that that Miak uh, diet? And they was like, man, brother, <laughs> man, we up here. Trying to, uh, we up here about to start robbing folks now. It's robbing season, so <laughs> and so it was like, and so Gene probably said, you know what, man, I'm gonna just tell you flat out, you know, uh, you know, this ESPN Plus, you need to get up, get, you need to get with it, man, you know, because, uh, you know, all of our games are televised, you know, I'm talking, I'm from everything from softball to soccer, you know, so it's there. So, A&T, you know, and they def, A&T is a technical school, so they have actually access to do this. You know, they're more capable to do this. So, they'll be fine, you know, and it definitely works in their advantage. And A&T is actually going to be building, you know, I think they they built that indoor facility, you know, for, I mean, I think for like their golf and, you know, uh, softball programs, you know, that's awesome. And so you know and so and as far as social media you know the big south definitely does a ton of vignettes you know especially it, that's what keeps your interest in the big south yep. i do think that the big south does you know they just kind of they need drama that's what it is. Yeah, they need some drama. Like they don't have any colorful personalities. Like the Miak is chock full of them, you know. They had Alvin shine Wyatt for a decade. You Give know? me my money. You Give know, me my money. The man was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he, he, he looked like he was at the game coming from Happy Hour. You know when where like he let, literally you know Alvin shine Wyatt. Yeah, and then you had um. <laughs> I mean, you think about it, you had um, I mean, then you've had Joe T, you know, Joe T, even though he's kind of a reserved man, you know, his presence loomed large. Then, you know, outside of that, you know, you had the Harvey machine, you know, you, you, you've you had like, the Miac is chock full of storylines, you know. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> so I think the Big South does not have it yet. They need some. They need some colorful characters. You know. I mean, I think that that's what they're looking for. And and if you think Hampton gonna bring it, no. Hampton is very buttoned up. We ain't, we ain't got no color. If you, the only color we had was Connell Maynard, and they colored his butt right out of yeah, the they ran, yeah, <laughs> they ran him out. <laughs> they were, yeah. <laughs> like, because Cantor Elmaina came in, you know, he came in whooping it up, you know, we gonna run up the on everybody, and it was the exact opposite. So, no. So, yeah, I think that they and. And if you think about it, they have everything in place for, you know, drama, you know, because of the social media access. But the fact is they don't have no drama. So they need to figure it out, you know, maybe, you know, some really close games here and there, some players that, you know, speak their mind a little bit, you know, some coaches that don't like each other, teams that don't like each other, you know, something like that. Or, you know, you know, I think another thing where the big South is missing the boat is the fact that Hampton has Monet Davis. If I was the big South right now, I would be whooping that up right now. you know the the pirates are five and one and they got a you know a person you know who had you know the pulse of america at one point in time you know so i just think that they pretty much kind of need to figure out you know how to use you know their media access you know to you know to create interest yep
0: definitely agree And, and just one thing i was thinking about so I mean, who, these 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 moves are not cheap at all. So I mean, you've got to spend some money, and um, don't you think it's ironic that the A and T use their proceeds from the Celebration Bowl to get up out the conference? <laughs> <laughs>
1: Hey, Dennis, Dennis Thomas, how you feel about that? Yeah, man, that's kind of <laughs> crazy. God. That's tragic, actually. You know you what's know, so funny about that? Dennis Thomas was like, all right, man, here you go, man. He's a cut. He's like, man, why don't you come and keep that? For He's like, man, I'm buying my way up out of this. <laughs> what? Oh, you No, I ain't stutter. We out. Yeah. <laughs> here, And he slapped him across the, slapped him across the face with some celebration bowl dollars. <laughs> oh, <my goodness. laughs> Dude, this man. Comments right here is, I mean, want my money, man? <laughs> they just gave my money back. It's like, man, you can't change, uh, man. But man. okay, hold up. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. I would love for him to be in a celebration bowl right now. I mean, we need that. I would if we could be in the celebration bowl right now, I would love it. I mean, you talking about a major network, you know, a big game. I mean, to be honest, we. I mean, I think that you know, it's going to take us a while to you know to become a uh, playoff caliber team. You know, I mean, because Kennesaw State just has a huge recruiting recruiting base, and even though we got the seven five seven, you know, a lot of this stuff I would say is just outside of our control. They got. We have money, but they got money that's constantly coming in. We just got old money. And, you know, old, old money don't, old money has always stayed in the bank. It don't come out really. Kennesaw gets, you know, Metro Atlanta money. They get enthusiasm money. They got uh, population or, you know, population density money, meaning people want to come see the game. Hampton is in like a stale area. No, I mean, I mean, not a shot, but it is, you no, know. It's stale. The, it's, the stale. it's stale. Tidewater area.
0: Tidewater is stale. It's
1: stale. So, you know, I mean, it's like, it's just like, it's just a stale area. You know, you even looking over ODU, you know, they, they were, they were not drawing fly. They were drawing flies to that, uh, new brand new stadium, you know, the brand new, um, re uh you know, the oh god what they redid their stadium. They still didn't fill it up. So, you know, we just have a lot of things that we have to, you know, that we have to fix. You know, that is very hard for us. So, you know, I just think for us <sighs> it, it's, it's, it's just a hard you know it's a hard thing because Hampton you know most of our alums or graduates once they leave Hampton they don't come back to Hampton so Hampton has to rely on the locals you know who I, I've we've known have felt ostracized and alienated by the uh by the university because the university acts as sometimes as it's. As it's not a part of the community, it's a closed it's, we're campus. Here, you're there.
0: It's a closed campus. You it's can't a closed just, campus. You just can't go wander and, on and say, "Yeah, hey, yeah." Check out what's going on. No, you you go up to the gate. They're gonna like, "Who are you? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what do you want?"
1: And it's close to alumni. Alumni can't even come up there. So yeah. you know, that, I mean, I'm not saying they should change that. You know, because you have to protect it. But that type of mentality has been really hurt, you know, our standing within the community. You know, you just can't just send out players and just say, hey, we're here. Come come see us play. And I think for us, we have to – I mean, is you're probably going to have to hire a firm to do this. You just can't just – put you know a person in who does community relations you know who've been doing it for years nah this is you know this is stuff that you have to repair and that i think hampton i don't think has the interest of doing that so you know now i mean we hate to go back to the joe taylor era but joe taylor you know even though he came from you know virginia union and howard you know like people love joe t and yes. I think a lot of the times people remember how Joe T was sent out of here. You know, you don't have, like, you think about it. Joe T, Hall of Fame coach. Oh, no, he's a Hall of Fame coach. You know, he's just been abducted. But is he in the Hampton Hall of Fame? You know, I mean, I, I mean, and this has nothing to do with the athletic department. This has something to do with, you know, the voice that we do not discuss on this program. So, I mean,. That is what, you know, makes us sad about all of this. You know, people know, you know, I mean, he he's done so much. And it's not that we're trying to have the shadow loom over the program. This is the fact that people remember that. And so that doesn't endear them to the program. So these are things that, you know, Hampton definitely needs to work on. You know, this has nothing to do with the Big South. But I do think if you know, but hey, I will say this, too. The model that Hampton is doing now with the with the band, you know, the band, you know, the numbers are going up. They got new uniforms. They travel to Honda, battle of the bands, you know, selections. They've been to Rome, and you know that will bring interest into the program. And then you combine that with the winning football team, which I think Prunty will do. You know, it's still kind of tough for him because you know he's you know he has to clean out all that mess well. He's cleaned out the majority of the mess. Now these are his players, you know. If he can get, you know, somewhat of a stable program, you know, from what he's trying to build, then, you know, people will be back. I promise you that. Yep. And we'll just have to see.
0: Yep, I agree. So let, let's put a, uh, a a bow on it. So the verdict so far, um, I, I think the jury is still out. Um, for me, if if Hampton were to go back to the MIAC, I would be all right with that. I don't think that's going to happen for a whole host of reasons. Uh but I think there's a lot of work to be done uh to make it a success from uh for all the reasons we mentioned. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just we're, we're in a big sub. That's it. There's there's nothing there's nothing yeah. else to say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just I mean,
1: you know, just exactly what you said. You know, if Hampton went back to Meach, I'll be happy. I mean, I'll be okay. I won't say I'll be happy because MiAC really hasn't really done much either. But, you know, we'll just we'll just be amongst family, you
0: right. know, but
1: sometimes <laughs> I mean, but you know, if your family is dysfunctional, why are you, ha- you happy to be home? You know? So I'm not saying all the schools are dysfunctional, but the house ain't right. The house, you know, got mold in it you know the house you know creaking you know there's roaches in the house and you know the foundation's bad and it's about to be foreclosed you know so it's not a happy home you know it's our home but it ain't happy so so and you know a lot of the people who our family members, if we ever came back, you know, would look at us side eye. It would just what I think it's not. It wouldn't be a a peaceful reintroduction back to our family members. It's gonna be some fights. It's gonna be some shouting. <laughs> beat some ugliness so no we ain't coming back you know we in the big south now you know we the jeffersons we we moved to the big house in the sky now so <laughs> yeah you know i mean and that's not a shot at anybody but <clears throat> my whole thing is my verdict is my interest is not as my interest is definitely not as as it was in the MIA because of the family situation, but I will say this: I watch enough of uh, uh, Big South events based on technology, and I think if the Big South works on um, their product, I mean, because I mean they do work on their product, they gotta figure out a way to to add. Interest and I'm not just saying, like, you know, oh, look at this team, look at that team. They can get some really like dynamic players in the Big South, or they can get like some teams that really, really bring a culture to the conference. You know, then I think my enthusiasm would definitely increase. So, right now, I'm just acceptable. I'm my verdict is accepting. I'm just here,
0: show me something. You know,
1: I'm, I'm at the conference. I'm, it's like me going to a, a rapper that I don't, I don't really like, but you know I'm still at his concert. I would say Young... No, I ain't going to say Young Thug, because I despise him. I mean, somebody that's out there that I'm, I really don't feel, but that's out there. Oh my God, I'm going to think about this all day. AZ, I appreciate the guy, <laughs> appreciate the brother, appreciate the 5% of, but he not my cup of tea. I'm going to sit through his conference, I mean, his concert... And, you know, but I'm going to listen. But if you bring out Nas or something, you know, and they, and, they, and they do the Illmatic joint, yeah, I'm happy. You know, if you bring out uh, TR or something, I'm like, oh, yeah, definitely. But right now I'm sitting in a conference that I'm like, okay, I'm accepting it. But I want to see, you know, bring, somebody, bring something in there that's going to make me happy. And just because a is here – And we love A and T, and we can't wait to see them on the schedule. But you know, it's more about matchups and you know creating an atmosphere and a culture that we're interested in. So acceptable is my verdict.
0: Yep. Okay. Cool, man. Good show. Good stuff. Uh, Perhaps we'll be back before the end of the semester. Talk about the end of the basketball (laughs) (laughs) run. Just. Keep it real. Um, well, You should yep. always wander over to the HU Pirate ship because we are still active in there. Um, so lots yep. to, so we, we still always talk about HU sports. So come on over, register, and join the discussion. And on that note, yep. go Pirates. Go Pirates.